from the desk below. Now, now this is season seven right here, and we're gonna do things a little bit differently right here. Uh, the visuals went up. That means we actually got the budget for a computer now, so we can see the guests instead of just over the phone. And as you know, right. Kid Vicious was my very first guest, so we always gotta have a Detroit artist as the very first premiere episode for every season from here on out. So we have an actual returning guest with his young kid with him. As y'all can see, I have Fat Father and DJ Oreo. Yeah, what's up? How you guys doing over here in Canada? How's Michigan? Oh, man, we good, man. Just taking it one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? During these these trying times. Just yeah. trying to stay focused and stay sane. Stay working. Yes, sir. How about you, DJ? Are you, are you out of school? Or are you? Are they making you go back to school? Uh, yeah, we're out of school. Oh, yeah, you must be loving it, eh? Homeschool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, the thing I like about you guys' relationship now, too, like, even on social media now, too, you guys have, like, that father-son relationship, like, that most of us wish we had now, too. Like, some when you guys kid in the studio about, like, how are you, hey, Dad, you you know who would sound good on this? Offset, or somebody, like, from the mayor. Dad, Dad had me dying. <laughs> um, so, so I gotta ask, like, uh, Fats, um, when did you find... Oreo's passion for music, or did he kind of come to you with that? Man, since he came out the womb, he's been trying to rhyme, man. Like, <laughs> before he could even formulate words, man, he used to just walk around the house with a microphone or something, <laughs> pre pretending it was a microphone, man, and he would just be rambling just melodies and rhythms. So, it, it's in his blood, man. Yeah, as you can see, he gets his from his father, that's why, pun intended. He's better than me, though, like, as far as just, like, what what he wants to do and what he wants to achieve musically, because I've never really had a, a passion for actual production. You know what I'm saying? I love rhyming. I love words. I love maneuvering words and, and patterns, but... He, like, he loves that, plus he has the skill of actually making beats and playing an instrument, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, I mean, he kind of took it to a whole nother level. I was like, you're producing that too, DJ Oreo? Damn, you know, that's a, there's a lot of patience for that, I ain't gonna lie. I tried to, I don't have the patience for that, so I gotta give you a big salute for that now, too. Man, so, how, how was it making your first beat? Like, I gotta ask, like, like, was it frustrating, or did you kind of, like, nail it the first time? 
I mean, well, I, when I first started making beats, like, of course, I wasn't the best, but. Yeah, everyone has to start when, somewhere. Yeah, when I started off, it was, I, I did a pretty decent job at it, and then every time I made a new one, I kept, like, progressing, like, they kept getting better and better. Okay. <clears throat> How many times did you try to slide a beat off the pops? Uh, <laughs> I gotta ask. I just have to ask. Like, <laughs> Every time he makes one. <laughs> hey, but then, can you play him? No, I would want my dad rhyming over my own beats too. I was like, yo, my dad's a rapper. Yo, I make all the beats for him. Oh uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on a few of them. He got some bangers. They getting better and better. Okay, okay. Like he actually has some right now that I'd be like, hey man, you might have to that to the side for me. It's like, keep that for me now, too. Yeah. So, when you guys are talking on the actual album now, too, was that like a conversation like that you guys had naturally now, too, and you guys just reenacting it in the studio? Or was that like natural, like from the gate out, and you guys like, we're going to put that on the album? Well, you know what? We kind of naturally have that conversation like throughout his whole life. Really, you know what I'm saying? So, basically, of course, it was it was planned to record the the intro, but I try to always let him see, you know, what a man and, and a father is supposed to be, and the responsibilities, and and you know how real it is. So, it it was kind of like more of a defining moment for me to to check his temperature and see if he's been paying attention because you know although we rehearsed like or or should I say we planned a little bit of it some of it I just asked him to go off his heart so those were his words like that that at the end what does daddy mean to you yeah that was all him you know what I'm saying I needed to check his temperature because it was a defining moment not only for him but for me, it, it had, I had to know that I've been showing him the right things. You know what I'm saying? And that definitely shows now, too, like the way he answered that part at the end now, too. Because I like how you answered, what does kin mean to you? What does father? And then you asked, like what you said, like the dad part right there, now too. Like that, that's what I really love now, too. So I have to ask, like, was that natural? But now we got the backstory for that. Yeah. Now, you even got him. Now, DJ, or you're even rhyming on this album. I ain't gonna front. They're like, this is the first time I ever heard you rhyme. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, holy, the son is nice. I don't want to curse. Sorry, fast, but I was like, damn, son is nice with the rhymes over here now. Because I heard your production. But with the rhymes, I was like, oh, oh, that was different. Oh, I did not expect that. So, um, being like, you know, you're from a different generation from me because. Well, I'm from a different generation from you as well now, too. But I have to ask now, too. When you're writing your own rhymes now, like, did you write that down? Or does that come, like, naturally off the top of the head for DJ Oreo? Um, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Just tell them what your process is, man. Tell them what, you, what, what do you do when you get ready to... You know, put it together. Well, usually when I like, when I write, I like, 
course, find the beat, and then I usually just, like, vibe to the beat, and, like, try to find the melody, and then when I find the melody, I, like, think of words to put to the melody. Okay. Now, like, do you ever have to, like, go back and, like, rework certain words? Like, you're like, I don't like the way that sounds. Or do you kind of, like, nail it the first time because it comes so naturally to you? No, most of the time I do go back and change a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Sometimes, like, my first attempt, I write stuff, and sometimes I end up, like, deleting everything. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I end up rewriting everything. Now I gotta ask, are you writing with pen and paper or with the phone? Uh, I I use my phone. Okay, hey, it still counts. Hey, you know, I still kind of use my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so 2020. It's so new school. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it makes it more easier now, too. But I understand, like, there are some people out there who prefer, like, the pen and pad now, too, because that's the way the art was presented to them. It's like, well, it comes second nature, so it's no problem to write. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that the phone to me. See, I write with the phone now for a whole nother reason, man, because I can't see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the phone provides automatic light, you know what I'm saying? But and you can actually zoom in. Like, there's nothing like the pen and the pad, man. Exactly. Well, like, even, like, the feel of it, too, like, you holding, like, the actual pieces of paper of lyrics in your hand compared to, like, something you can hold, like, so many lyrics within the phone, right? Like, times have changed with the technology now. Yeah. For real. Now, like, when you guys were, uh, well, I shouldn't say you guys now, too. When, when Fats, when you're coming together for an album like Kid Falcon now, too, and you being so heavily respected within the Detroit hip-hop community now, too, what was the inspiration behind Ken Fowler? Um, just life, man. Life. My kids, my family. You know what I'm saying, man? And and my son watching this process. Because now is a very important time for him. As far as, as he grows, you know, being an MC, being a producer, just being an entertainer, period, man. It's a very important time. And I know that he's watching now. He's paying attention to what's important. And I need to show him what's important. You know what I'm saying? Even even from how serious I take my craft and, and how vividly I paint my picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you... You could pick, there's a couple different ways you can go in this game. Some people, you know, obviously take the money route. And and that's, if that's what you, if that's what you want to do, I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? People got families to feed out here. But me, um, at one point in time, I was just straight, raw, underground, gutter, choking, shooting everybody. Now. A lot of that was still genuine rhyme. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, to, not to go no further than that. But once I had children, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I had to say something. Okay. Like even even when I was, I'm still talking, I'm still from the street. Nothing will change that. Nothing will change my my street foundation. That's why I'm from the east side of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm I didn't just live there 
Like, I'm from those streets. I walk those streets day and night. I've hustled on those streets, kicked it on those streets, rapped on those streets. I've lost people on those streets. My little brother was murdered on those streets. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm from. But when I had children, I was like, man, in the midst of all of that, I just can't continue to put that out there. I need to put that out there, but I need to put the solution out there for where you can go. You know what I'm saying? I need to I need to build something a little more solid for them to inherit. Because like I always say, your your children inherit everything that you are. You know what okay. I'm saying? And and that's what that's what people don't realize. So that energy I put out there is is not only because I am who I am, but it's because I want my children to inherit the absolute best. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, God forbid if if anything should happen to me anytime soon or I should leave this place anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? But in in the case that I did, the first thing that people are going to think about is, man, how can I reach out to his children? You know what I'm saying? I know that the world would want to hug my children because they knew what they meant and what they mean to me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by you. your children inherit everything that you are. If you're a dirtball, if you're a piece of shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Then nobody's going to care about coming to see your children yeah. or, or checking on your family. They're going to be like, forget so, that. Yeah. Yeah, so when people speak about fat, fat father out here, it's always respect. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the route I decided to take. Money is cool. Money will come. I know how to get money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that respect is, is gold to me. And, and that energy, that positive energy is gold to me. And he's watching. You know, my daughter is watching. Like, it. I have to show them the correct way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you look back, let's say I was just popping bottles and saying, oh, I got all the holes and blah, blah, doing all of that. At the end of the day, when my kids go back and watch that, what can I teach them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, route I took, the route I took, my children can go back and find comfort in the time of my absence. You know what I'm saying? They, they got songs like, What If Tomorrow Never Come. Um, Never Die. They, yeah, they got individual songs that I wrote for them that they can go and listen to. And they can know, like, this how he felt. They got songs where it probably wasn't for them, but I was angry at something else, and this is how I went about handling it. So whenever I'm writing music, I'm talking to them for the most part. Now, of course, you got, I'm an MC, so yeah. I got my MC songs where I'm just, it's just about the words and the pen, you know what I'm saying? But... For the most part, Fat Father embodies life and fatherhood. And that's why this album is called King Father, because I felt like I finally accepted my um, crown. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? 
See, and I, I like how you said, said it like that, too, because, like, even within your past discography now, too, it's always been evolved around Faller Herd. Like, even the cover for, like, Faller Herd or, like, for your self-titled Fast Faller, like, you always incorporated your children within your music. And that's what I love about your music now, too, is because you really embody your stage name, too. Instead of just, like, I'm just going to call myself Fat Faller for the hell of it. No, you really are, like, a Faller Faller. And the crazy part is, man, like, that was my name before I had children. I think we talked about like, this last time, but you may have, may, may have just broke the first time you said that. I never even thought Yeah. That. Yeah, but um, I guess, too, man, in a way, it, it was destiny. You know what I'm saying? I knew, I knew what my childhood was missing, too. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that was destiny. Even from finding the, the the perfect woman to be the, the mother of my children. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's the key thing right there. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? To, to find, like, people... Man, it's crazy. Like, people will search around more for what mobile phone carrier to sign up with uh, faster than they search around for... Uh, spouse or parent of their child. I mean, you got a point on that one. Like, it's people out there that'll tell you they'll never they'll never sign up with T-Mobile because their uh, reception is bad or their service is horrible, but they got four or five baby daddies, four or five baby mamas. Now, if they put that same energy that they put into their cell phone carrier, it might be a better situation. Now, and that's not to say, I know some people who have multiple baby mothers or baby fathers and they got great relationships with their children. So I'm not doubting that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doubting that at all. I'm just saying people need to put more effort into making sure that their children are right, even before their children are here. Yeah. You have to. You know what I'm saying? If you out there doing the do, then you stand the risk of there being a little you popping up. Because you're planting that seed. You have to take that serious, man. And that's why, like, that's why there's metaphor, like, your seed. That's why when people wish happy birthday, like, happy birthday to your seed. Because that literally is your seed you're planting into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to go and plant your seed and know contaminated dirt field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you want to plant it in the purest dirt ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for lack of a better... Yeah, no, 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 that's a bad way to put it. Yeah, my bad, yeah, yeah. My bad, ladies, my bad. Didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but it's all good, though. We on the same page. Okay, yes. You want to you wanna plant your seed in the purest form possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense now, too, because nobody wants to be out here raising, like, a bad seed. Like, no one wants to take credit for that. Right. Now, like... Yeah, you gotta know exactly... You just, you just gotta know what you're getting yourself into, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you even have, like, your daughter, like, with a voicemail on one of the tracks, too. I forget which track, but it's at the end of one of the tracks where it's a voicemail. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yes, yes. I like it. Like, that's how I, like, like... That's what I like about it, too, because those are timeless memories that they can go back and listen to, like, 20 years from yeah. now. They're like, Dad, do you remember this? 
Now, um, I got to ask now to uh, DJ Oreo, uh, do you ask your dad about like a lot of his past up in the music industry, like uh, like uh, being around Eminem or like uh, Big Proof or like uh, my favorite battle rapper ever, Marvel 1? Uh, actually, not, not really. No? Really? <laughs> no. Do you ask your dad like certain, like certain times about like, like he had in music now too, like certain like, what was the craziest tour you've been on dad? <laughs> you know what he used to when he was younger man he used to walk around here and say Eminem was his brother <laughs> like, that, like he used to make videos on his tablet and talk about how Eminem was his brother and, but now that he's he's gotten older and he got into his own thing like it's crazy I'm considered old school oh really so that's what he he'll tell me. He'll be like, "Dad, you know, I'm I need to try to make more boom bap old school beats for you." So I'm old school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now, did you go back and play a little bit of rock him for him? Man, I go back. I play everything. Okay. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff I actually had to give him a straight lecture about because he don't understand the. Like, we be talking about Wu-Tang. Okay. Like, yeah, I see what when I put on some old dirty bastard, man, him and my daughter just be like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, what? This is the man, goat. Before, I used to take them to school and rap the entire song, Brooklyn Zoo. <laughs> and they would be in the car like, man, what is this? <laughs> but it was a different time now too. Like it was a different time back then. But don't, don't that was the golden era. Like that was, oh my god. Man, yes, yes, man. Like I would kill to go back and experience because I was only five during that era now too. But you actually get to experience that era and like actually find like I don't even have the CD, but like actually find like the cassettes back then. Like this was no internet at all. Man, and when albums dropped like every Tuesday, yeah, we would, man, we would skip school to go to the record store, <laughs> like, like for real, man. As soon as we knew albums were dropping, we were there. Like I can only imagine now too. Like you got to experience like the Illmatic drop, or like the D, or like Reasonable Doubt. Like we, like just those albums have like a significance in hip hop that. They were released with a certain pattern that we can never see again because everything's digital now too. It's a different game. Yeah, yeah, and man, too. Like now, it's like I don't know. It's so accessible now. Yeah, because we got it out of our fingertips. Yeah, and it's it's like a gift and a curse at the same time. At the same time, though, um, I found a lot of new artists that I like. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that really? I probably, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, like, like the younger generation, man. Like I'm really digging the cat, uh, Rod Wave. Rod I, Wave I, I'm is not dope. A okay. Um, Roddy Rich is dope. Oh yeah, it's the box. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, like he got other something, man. Was what I really like about him though is I've watched some interviews. And the young brother's just so, like, he in tune. You know what I'm saying? 
and, and that's that's what's most important, man. Balance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And him, and like I said, the dude Rod Wave, he got like a vibe that's like he be rhyming, but he be singing, but he he dope. He's super dope, man. And of course, you know, um, like Big Sean and uh, it's like younger cats from Detroit, man. That's out here just killing the game. Like my man A minus. Yes, sir. He on the album. Baldy James. Yeah, Baldy James. You got Nolan the Ninja. Um, I the Caster. The Quelle Chris's and the, the finales. Um, even Young Rock. You hit the Young Rock. Yes, sir. He's with uh, He just has that song. We are not the same. We are not. I love you. Yeah, he appeared on the show. Yeah, actually, got to salute the Young Rock. And fire stretch money. Yes, sir. Uh, stretch money. One of my favorites. Man, these cats are out here killing it, man. For real. And like even like uh, Miss Corona with her comeback. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's and that's family. Miss Corona, Ty Ferris. Um, oh, how can I forget Ty Ferris, man? Ty, Ferris, my bad, Ty. Kid Vicious. Yep. Catch Pete. so many, man. If I sit here and try to name everybody, man, oh my God. We'll be here all night. <laughs> For real, man. Now, um, I have to ask now, too, because I was curious about this, too. Um, Are you with Middle Finger Music now, Fats? Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, we're a collective of MCs and producers, man. Um, family, really. You know what I'm saying? That's my family. Okay. Now, maybe I can hear some of DJ Oriol's production or maybe Miss Corona's future middle finger music debut. I would love to hear you produce for some of their artists now, too. Like, I would love to hear Oreo and an A-minus rap over Oreo's beat. Like, that would be fire. Hey, that can happen, too. Hey, put it in the universe. Yeah, now, that can happen. Now, I got to ask DJ Oya now, too, because we're all from a different generation. Who do you look up to for your inspiration, besides your father? Um, honestly, I look up to, like, rappers, like, uh... Okay, great, it's rappers. I'm like, glad look, to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I look up to, like, rappers... Little baby. Okay. I like little baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah little baby. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I think he has that one song. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I like the baby. I don't know. One of the babies I like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you like? Man, that's do, all you. That's all. That's the only person you rap with. <laughs> no. I rap. I look up to a lot of rappers, but, like, I look up to, like, rappers like Drake, uh, Baby, um, Roddy Rich, uh, and J. Cole, Kendrick. <laughs> now, are, are we talking, like, we talking musically, right? Like, some, like See, somebody who wants to make you right. Nah, see, that'd be important to me because I try to get him to understand. Like, it's cool to appreciate art, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, 
before you say, I look up to a person. You know what I'm saying? You have to verify why you look up to a person. You can appreciate, you can appreciate a person's art. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Without saying, I look up to a person. Like, because just to me, I always try to explain and break down to my kids the power of words. You know what I'm saying? Understand the power of words and what you're saying. You know, because it's some people who are great artists, but not great people. Ooh. That's a whole and it's some people is some people who are both. You know what I'm saying? But you you always have to be careful of who you're following and you always have to be careful of what you're following. You know what I'm saying? Cuz some people follow good art and yeah. some people follow images. I like how you put of, that. Of of what they think people are you know what I'm saying and, and you just you have to be careful with that yeah especially these times too like how like how certain artists out there are portraying to our youth that it's okay to go do a bunch of crime and then go away and then come out like everything's okay like no that's not okay that's not that's not how we're not supposed to teach our new generation that's why when there's artists out there like a Kendrick or a Cole who stands or something, I'm like, this is how the youth should be. Or even the baby, too. Like, they have positive messages sometimes now, too. But, like, like we have to preserve, like, all real artists out there, too, instead of glorifying images. Like, how you put, I love how you put, like, images instead of artists now, too. Because they're all images. They're not artists. They're images. Real yeah. artists always have a body of work that you can go back and refer to. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can't, like, I don't knock nobody for, for how we all have a past. Yeah. You know, we, we've, a lot of us have done things that we're not proud of. And I do understand in certain situations, it's hard for cats to break those chains, too. Oh, yeah. When you take a cat straight from the gutter and put them in the spotlight, it's not always easy to say, okay, boom. I'm crispy clean, you know, so I understand that. I just never wanted, I just never want my children to to worship images, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to explain to him and my daughter, like, we don't really know these people. We know the art, though, and it's cool to appreciate the art. It, it's, it's all good. Now, if you if you a super fan um, and, and and you start watching more of more than the art and, and and you seeing that a person like starts a foundation and they doing this and they're putting on these type of events and and you start following them in another direction and you're watching this time go how they're growing like man like people can say what they want to say about Jay Z and Beyonce. But their track record for giving, you know what I'm saying? Actually speaking up, to a certain degree, I can feel somebody saying, I look up to them. But again, I still don't know them 100%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You have to be very careful, man, because 
we see these people so much on online and in videos and and all of this, and we started feeling like we know them, but we don't. We know the image of them. Yeah, like we let Jared. Jared told us to go to Subway and eat foot-long subs and lose weight for all them years, and he was at home watching kid porn. Yeah, like that's that's mess. Yeah. Yeah, mm. like we and everybody's like, oh man, that's Jared. That's the Subway guy. No, he's a pedophile. Yeah, he was fucking sicko. Sorry for the curse. Yeah. He's a sicko. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like what you said too. Like it's images, cause like we don't know what these people go home and do in their spare time now too. Like for all they know, they kill animals. I hope yeah. they don't. I hope they don't. But yeah, shout to be all to Jay Z if I've had to be all. Um, <laughs> um, so with that, hey, being, you built that up like you was about to say something like just so like you was the, you was like man they probably go home man and kill animals. <laughs> well, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't condone killing animals. I don't want nobody out there to be like, why are you laughing at that? No, I'm not laughing. I don't want animals to die. We love animals. Yes. We got a fish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, even like, I love how like you also embrace your comedy side too. I see it on your Instagram now too. Like you even have your own uh, Instagram, Shabazz the comedian. Like what ins- what inspired that? It was it just like you being fat? Like you should really was it like somebody in your family? Like you should just do comedy, fat. Nah, man, it's crazy because it's like it, it's two separate it's two separate lanes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even I don't even really intertwine the two, but. I intertwine it. And I'm gonna tell you why. Like, um man, I'm so I'm so me. I mean, I always roast people. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I roast people. And over the years, man, people know that they know I'm just the dude who's gonna roast them. I don't mean no harm. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to have a good time and help you have a good time too. So it got to the point where when people would come around me and I didn't roast them, they would look at me like I was acting funny. <laughs> like, yeah, like, man, it's, it's so it's so amazing because I can roast somebody and, and they know that uh, my nature is never, you know, I'm, there's never ill intent. I'm never there to make you feel low. Yeah. And in all actuality, when I'm roasting you, I'm there to lift you up. And at the same time, I can take being roasted. Yeah. Like, people roast me. And if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to tell that joke over and over again about myself. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know, Shabazz, the, the comedy side is just the flip side of fat father okay you know what i'm saying if that makes sense like yeah, fat yeah, father yeah. is fat father is the the real life um emotional uh gutter underground you know what i'm saying i gotta feed my kids i'm gonna do whatever to feed my kids i gotta go get it and and shabazz the comedian is like 
the flip side, the funny side of all of that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, I'm going through fatherhood and, and I'm, I'm trying to hustle and provide for my children. We laugh a lot. And as you, you know? said, that's what, that's what makes a perfect father family together is when not everyone's happy. Yeah, me and my son, we roast each other all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I walk in the room with some mom that don't look right, look stupid, he'd be like, boy, what is that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Then I'd be like, you know, the boy, what you gonna do? <laughs> That's just how we do. You know what I'm saying? Um, have you guys ever thought about, like, like vlogging your guys' relationship now, too? Like, because, like, you know how, like, everyone has, like, that certain family where they always say, we should have a TV show. I think you guys should have a TV show. I think that would be funny. We actually, man, we always throwing our ideas, man. We always throw our ideas about different things we want to do. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in the future, y'all can make that happen. You know, I would tune in. I ain't even going to front. I would tune in, like, the premiere episodes. Yeah. <laughs> now, with you guys, like, having, like, a, such a strong relationship, relationship now, too, with you, Fats, now having, like, a great discography now, too, do you play, like, a lot of unreleased music for Oreo? Like, this didn't even come out yet. Oh, yeah. He hear everything. Okay. <laughs> and now he's like my engineer. Since we've been at home, like, Oreo records me. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's good. And it's good training now, too. Like, he, I'm talking about he actually mixing vocals. Oh, you, oh, oh, so you like the, oh, okay. So you're going to get credits on these albums now. Yeah, like, he, he's mixing vocals, record, he records himself. Like when he when he's in the studio, nobody's in the studio with him sometimes. And just by yourself, and that's pure talent now too, because that's some of the greatest art that you can make is just when you're by yourself. Yeah, definitely. Now I have to ask, like, why the name DJ Oreo? Like, I know it's not has to because of cookies. Like, I know it has nothing to do with cookies. Um, to be honest. When I was a little younger, I actually think, actually, I really can't remember, but I actually think one of my friends, like, he said he was going to name his dog DJ Oreo. <laughs> For some reason, I just, I just wanted that to be my rap name, so I just made it my rap name. So he just stole the name from a dog. <laughs> I don't, and that's I don't a think. true story, because I remember him telling me what he wanted his name to be, and I was like, bro. <laughs> Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's golden right there. Now, I can see you guys doing now to you coming in with the... Boy, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So, with you guys now, too, like, um, like I said, having a dope relationship now, too, with you having like a good vision for your art fast now too, what's it like like directing a video with you now too? Because the video for Bundle Up, I think that was like the first time I ever seen you in like one of those fur ass, that was a big fur coat. I ain't gonna lie, I was like, wow, that was, <laughs> that's new. Hey, <laughs> no, you know what, man? Sometimes I think, uh, I think, man, you have to. Because a lot of a lot of times people think because you humble 
and and, and you low key and, and and you quiet. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta bring it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I just brought the bear out, man. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> just brought the bear out the closet. Let him know. It's, you know. Or like bears in the closet. Or like even sometimes when you post on your IG stories now too, how um how you how you go in that McLaren all the time and all the jokes that you make like how did this guy get me in this McLaren and Vegas at two thirty in the morning or some of those eyes got me dying. Oh man, yeah, that's that's my brother right there, man. My brother always he always trying to get me in cars that I, that wasn't made for me to ride in, <laughs> and somehow. I always manage to fit. It's like the perfect I, fit. <laughs> I be so determined just to show him that, hey, man, I'm going to get in this car, bro. <laughs> it's like, this is nothing here. Watch this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get in this car. I'm going to ride in a... Man, not too many people my size could say that they ride, they ride in a McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> Flat out. <laughs> yeah, that's a big fact right there. Yeah. Uh, so... Oreo now too. Can we expect like uh, like a producer tape or like or even a debut with you rhyming over your vocals? Or that's coming. Uh yeah, I, I actually uh, do rap over my like my beats. Now like but like he's saying, he's saying you got a project. Are you working on a project? Yeah, <laughs> I'm at I'm at, I actually. Uh, I actually planned on, like, I wanted to create my first album. So I've been working on, like, creating my first album. Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, being, like, that you still have a lot more life to live now, too, um, I was curious if you ever heard Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City's album. I, I don't think I've heard that. Really? You know, I think that will inspire your projects a lot more if you go listen to that album front to back. Because it's a concept album now, too. But it's for, like, a generation like yours. Like, that is your Illmatic. Because when I listen to that, I'm not from your, I'm from 91. But when I listen to that album, I'm like, wow. Like, this, this is a complete body of work that can inspire a whole new generation. And it slowly is. Because that album came out 2012. And you can see the inspirational from the youth that after that. So I would recommend that album, DJ Oreo. Yeah, he was like, he was four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But you know what? He his album, he did used to always love to listen to uh, How to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, we're, wow. That album. Wow. The album with King Kunta on it. And that, that was his joint. Wow, that album is actually way more personal than the second one. Well, it's, it's more concept-driven, but wow. That, yeah. that album's in the Harvard art. It's like right beside Illmatic, that Pimp a Butterfly album. Wow. That's a good choice, yeah. DJ. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. But still go back and listen to Good Kid Mad City. Fire. Right. Now, even like with you, Fast Now, too, I was curious on some of the new generations that you find through your son. Um. Like, you know, you I kind of like this guy. You, oh, yeah. Well, man, everybody I, I, I was naming earlier, like, the, uh, well, no, nah, because I kind of was up on Roddy Rich a while back. But, yeah. like, just listening to The Baby and, you know what I'm saying, just different different songs. They be 
he be vibing. The dope part about my son is, though, like, he listened to other artists, and he listened to a lot of other music, but he be in his own world, man. And, and it's dope because he be, I watch him inspire himself. Like, I sometimes I sit in the other room and I listen to him in the studio, man, and he's feeling himself. He's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's trying different things, and he's trying different things production-wise. And, I mean, you don't expect, it's, it's not going to be perfect. He's 11. Yeah. But he's already ahead of the game. You know what I'm saying? He's sharpening so, the sword early. Yeah, yeah. To be eleven, man. Yeah. To even be eleven and 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 sitting here conducting an interview. Yeah, I didn't even know he was eleven. I I thought he was a little bit older. So yeah, you're very mature for your age, DJ. I thought you were about 15, 14. You're eleven? Wow. Yeah. And he he like he making beats on like with the. With the big dog making beats on, he, he got a machine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not Logic. He's got the MPC. Nah, he got the actual the machine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the proper names for these machines, so I'm not a producer. But yeah. Well, I, this one is called the machine. Oh, machine. Oh, okay. I know which yeah. one's okay. Yeah. Yes, I know it, it has an S. Yes, I know which one that is. Yeah. 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 I was. I remember the first time I ever pronounced that. I was like, Mosh. They're like, no, you idiot machine. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> Word. Now, um, even with you now, Fast Now too, have you ever tried to get into production? You're like, well, if my son can do it, I can do it. Man, it's funny, because um, right before we got on this interview, he was telling me I need to try to make beats. <laughs> and, I told, and look, I told him, I said, what do I need to make beats for when I have a DJ Oreo? And he like, so you just using me? I said, no. I said, I told your mama before you was born, let's make us a producer. <laughs> and we made a producer because I got tired of looking for beats and paying for beats. So we made our own producer. And now I got a DJ Oreo. I don't need to make beats. <laughs> well, you think I'm just give you all the beats for free? You definitely will give me all the beats for free. I give you all the meals for free. I give you the lights for free. I give you the clothes and shoes for free. Hey, hey, you never know, Oreo. Some of these rappers may be like, yo, who produced that fast? Like, yo, my son did. They're like, okay, yo, Oreo. And they hit you on the side. Like, yo, can I get some beats? Yeah, and then I need 15%. <laughs> Find yeah. me. Um, all a part of the plan, man. <laughs> now, even with you guys, like I said now, uh, you with Middle Finger Music now, too, um, I have to ask now, too, because he, he actually helps me get like a lot of the Detroit-based interviews now, too. And when I was doing my research on him in general, because I, I just wanted to know who he was, he used to be an interviewer himself, so I have to ask, like, how did you meet Pat? Well, man, I've known Pat for years, man. Pat has always held me down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever I could go back 
10, 15 years and, and Pat would hit me up like, man, uh, you need some help with this or you want to do this or you want to do that. Pat has always been a cat who just, he loves hip hop, man. He loves to sing. He's willing to ride and contribute whatever he possibly can to the scene. So when he hit me up about this collective he was putting together and he wanted to form, uh, it was no doubt that I was with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I mean, I'm an independent artist. I created my own label just for me and my sons. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really, I'm not in a place where I want to actually sign any artist because being realistic I would tell any up and coming artist right now that you don't even need to be signed if you get out here and do the work and create the buzz with the help of social media all you really need is a good publicist Yeah, a good publicist and at the point of having a good publicist and creating the buzz then if you choose to you can get a manager you know what I'm saying? But um, I just wanted to create something where it would it would protect what I'm creating and reserve it for him. You know what I'm saying? Because this is Fueled by Life. This is Fueled by Life Media Group. Fueled by Life Music Group. You know what I'm saying? Fueled by Life Management Group. But it's ours. Yeah. Instead of yours, as you would say. Right. But the, the catalog is later on down the line. He, Like I said, he's 11. Yeah. So he has his whole life out of him. So. 20 years from now, he might hear something he want to sample. He, he might hear a melody he want to reuse. He might hear a vocal he want to chop up. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But it's his to do whatever he want to do with it. Yeah. And it's like what you said earlier on too, like our children inherit what we like what they what we inherit. So Yes. They inherit everything that we leave behind. Now, I won't take up most of your gentleman's time now too. I got two more questions for you each and I'll let you go now too. Um I've been waiting since the last time I talked to you fats for this and we still ain't got it. But we do have new Mob One projects. Are we gonna get the Twin Towers project soon? Man, you know, we actually talked about it last week, man, and we said that we need to get it done this year. Okay, this is the now, year. Now, don't quote me on that. I'm just saying, it's in the air. Okay. This year. But I got a lot of stuff, like I got Soccer Dad. Oh, with Foul Mouth. With Foul Mouth that we looking to put out towards the end of the year. So... That's going to be another great project. Um, is it produced entirely by Falmouth, or do you want to include he, Yeah, he did it all. Oh, wow. Oh, that's going to be fire. And it's, it's dope because it's, it's a lot of the grimy feel. Like, Soccer Dad is real grimy. Oh, okay. But, but then there's also some beats on there that you'll be like, damn. Foul did this? Did that? Yeah. <laughs> So I think it like uh, it highlights both of our skill set. You know what I'm saying? Now I have to ask now because the album's not out yet. Why the name Soccer Dad? And was that completed before Kid Father, or was the Kid Father was completed before Soccer Dad? 
I kind of was working on both of them at the same time. Okay. Like, I would go to file, file studio and work, but at the same time, I've been putting King Father... King Father has been coming together over a couple of years, really. Okay. Um, so technically, Kid Father was fake. Yeah, but I felt like that title, I just had to make sure... I, I had to make sure the body of work represented that title. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just calling now, the album King Father. Yeah. Now, Soccer Dad is, is like... Um, it's more so in the sense of, yeah, I will, I will choke the shit out of you for my kids. <laughs> like, it's so raw. Like to me, King Father is raw, but it's a little bit more. Like you can play this, you can play this with your mother in the car. Yeah, it's uplifting, like growth for, for like the most the, part. Yeah, with their soccer dad is just real grimy. It's like you know what I'm saying. I. When that soccer dad, when that when that town and country pull up and those sliding doors pop open, you better get low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, referees on the field don't make no wrong calls. Get slapped the shit out of you. You know, if my son get the whistle or get the flag and it wasn't cool, you go get thrown in that town and country. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? So soccer dad is real grimy, man. Wow. I look forward to hearing that album now, too. Because, like, I like how you said, like, the difference between the two now, too. Because you have tracks like Growth with Melanie Ruffleford now, too. That I can play that for my mom. It's like, Mom, I want you to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And keep living. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And we, we go hard. And look at me now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just that it's that feeling, man. King Father, I tried to I just really tried to speak to the people, man. I think you you, know you definitely man. did. Cause yeah. I've seen the reception that you're getting from releasing this album now too, like selling Vanguard, you're on the blog. Like when I seen that selling Vanguard, I was like, Oh, that's a that's that's a good look. Yeah, man. A lot of people showing love, man, and I. And you know it's humbling too, man, because I know you know I type and reply and tell everybody thank you, but I don't think like people really can't. I guess they really can't see or feel like how much I really do appreciate it, man. Like even even you and us sitting here doing this interview, man. This is it's humbling. It's always humbling, brother. Like it's. For you to take the time out, man, especially during these times and this temperature that we're in in this society right now, you taking the time out to even care and, and sit here and chop it up with me about my album, man, that's, it's priceless. As, as much as you are a fan of me, I'm a fan of you. And, and at the same time, you got to understand, like, people will be like, thank you for the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might be the automobile to get you to, to get the music through the streets, but you the wheels. You know what I'm saying? And, and a vehicle without wheels is just a shitload of metal sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So at the same time, man, when when you thanking me for the music, 
and for being a vehicle. I just want to let you know I'm thanking you for being the wheels, and I applaud you, and I thank you, man, because you you are an outlet for for what I'm passionate about doing. And it's only right now, too, because, like, when you're a fan of someone now, too, you want to hear what they say outside of the music. Word, word, definitely. And, like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you now, too. Like, your verse will never die. Yo, I'd be playing that sometimes when I'm in the most messed up mood. And then, like, I hear that, and I'm and I'm just different after that now, too. It's just, like, ever since I felt that was it, I'm like, yo, I, it's not so bad. Just relax. And I can't thank <laughs> yeah. you enough for, like, music like that too so you thank me i'll thank you um now i asked you this now too but since your son is the youngest guest on the show ever uh so another history moment i want to ask him the last question that i asked all my guests and i asked you that you can answer this question again too fats but um like i said this is for oreo um so dj oreo this is a question that i asked all my guests and the reason why i asked this question is now too we're all unique individuals with our own way of answering this question now, too. Because we all come from different walks of life. Now, you being 11 years old, I would love to hear your answer for this question now, too. And you can take your time on this question now, too. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Uh, and if you want that, you can answer that question again, too. Okay. Well. say is is just like if you if you're passionate about something then like <clears throat> stick to it and don't care what anybody else has to say about it just keep just keep on going just keep on doing what you're passionate about man that's a that's an incredible answer for 11 year old now too i, I thought you were gonna say i can't answer that i'm 11 but you answered that very thoroughly i agree <laughs> i salute you young man yeah, man, and, and I would just say, man, um, I always tell people to, to to nurture your joy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and and people have to understand it's the difference between joy and happiness. Like, happiness comes and go. You can be happy about something, and then that can be gone in, in a minute or two. But joy is 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 a is the foundation, you know what I'm saying? And you have to find or you have to nurture that joy. Like joy is home, you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you come home, I I can't say that when I come home, uh, I'm happy or I'm sad because there's a foundation of joy at home that neither one of those emotions can compete with. Like, happiness or sadness can't compete with this joy. It's not even strong enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, like happiness is, oh man, I walked out the store and I found $100. But guess what? I'm probably going to spend that $100. So what happens when I spend $100? Am I sad again? Or am I sad? No. Because my life is founded on joy. You know what I'm saying? When I wake up in the morning and I see my family, I see my wife and I see my children, like, that's 
that's a joy there. Like, so I would just tell people, just nurture your joy. Take care of your joy. If, if you have a toxic person around you, if you're in a toxic relationship, those are things that can damage and hinder your joy. You know what I'm saying? Because they're things that once made you happy and you brought them home and you attempted to make it your foundation. But it wasn't. It was only a brief happiness. You wasn't paying attention to your joy. You wasn't nurturing your joy. So that's all I would tell. Wow, that was, that was a really powerful way to add on to what your son said, too. Wow, nurture your joy. I hope somebody samples that. Word. That was powerful right there now, too. Wow. Um, so with that being said, this is another <coughs> monumental episode from the Desk of Low, and another first because we have the very first father and son on the show now, too. And I wouldn't have nobody else than somebody from Detroit and two humble souls. Bad Father and DJ Oreo. I appreciate you so much. Is there anything that you'd like the people to know before I let you two go? Um, Plug your social media. Where do you find your beats? Uh, well. Oh, it's not for sale. I, for, I forgot that for, for your father. My bad. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though? He been... Like, he got an Instagram. DJ Oreo got an Instagram. No okay, doubt, And a Facebook page. Oh, essay, okay. DJ O-R-E-E-Y-O. But here's the thing. I haven't just let him open the floodgates yet on social media. Okay. I, I mean, I do real parenting over here. Like You monitor it. But at the same time, I also tell him about his craft, like, Man, focus on your craft, and then, boom, just hit him in the head with it. It's, so it's coming. It's coming. He about to, he about to start posting more, and people going to start seeing more. But right now, he's just, he's 11. He, he's, he's having fun. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's nurturing his craft. He's, he's building his skills, and he's going to definitely be a problem. That's it. And I hope you, you know, look back on. And I hope you look back, DJ Oreo. was like, damn, I was only eleven in that interview. Now, and now, did you be like the multi-platinum producer and you know throw me a salute on Instagram or something like that? I don't want no check, just a salute. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Um, so that being said, these are two humble souls right here. And if you ain't listening to Fat Father's newest album, Kid Father, you're sleeping. It's in the description below. And if you're a fan. Go look up his other discography. He's also a member of the legendary Detroit group, Fat Kills. And y'all can go on from there. Is there anything that you'd like to plug in, Fat Father? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, they can also tap in to fatworld.com. F-A-T-T world.com. That's my website. Um, you know, keep in touch. Reach out. I always reach back. You know, so... That's about it. King Father out now. All right. And that being said, it's another classic interview from Desk Low featuring Fat Father and DJ Aria.